Practical Family Podcast, where we are here to encourage you to build strong foundations and healthy homes. I'm Jennifer Bryant, and today we are going to be taking a look at what it means to be intentional with our things. My guest today is Trisha Childers, and we'll be talking about our new series called Home on Purpose, a video series to help you to make sense of your stuff and be more intentional with the things that we have in our home. I actually got to know Trisha because she goes to church with us, and she got up and gave a workshop at our women's retreat last year called Home on Purpose, and her presentation impressed me so much that I wanted to bring her onto Practical Family, and what has come out of these conversations and even out of this podcast is the development of a video series that she has shot herself, and uh, we're presenting to you this month. It's going to launch April 20th, and it's called Home on Purpose. We'll talk more about the video series at the end of the show and how you can get these videos in your inbox for free. Yes, the Home on Purpose video series will be free and we'll be launching on April 20th. So don't miss that announcement at the end of the show. So a little bit of background on Trisha before we start. Trisha Childers actually has her master's in education from Stanford University. She used to be a classroom teacher and taught math. So Trisha's love for order and logic and creating systems and making sense of things naturally led her into this area of helping people to make sense of their homes and to make it easy to function as a family. So I've invited her on today to encourage us in those things. Trisha has two children of her own. They are five and three and just as cute as can be. She and her husband have traveled around the United States being that he's a naval officer and uh, so they're a military family and and have had to uh, reorder, reorganize, make sense of homes wherever they go. And so Trisha brings a lot of great stuff to the show today. And uh, without further ado, Here's our conversation that we had right here in my living room. This is Home on Purpose with Trisha Childers on the Practical Family Podcast. Trisha, I am so excited to have you here today in my living room and talking about order and and um, uh, what it means to be home on purpose. Well, thank you so much, Jen. It was really fun to be here. I'm excited. But where does this idea of home on purpose come from? And can you talk to us a little bit about order? Sure. Well, you know, a lot of people refer to it as decluttering. That's kind of like the buzzword that's out there right now. Um, but I actually don't use that word all that much because um, one of the biggest problems that I have when I use the word decluttering is that people get this idea that the stuff is the problem. I have too much stuff. Oh, I'm such a bad homemaker. I'm such a bad whatever because my house is just so cluttered and that's not actually true because I've been in homes Um, I have a friend who has four kids and they're about to adopt a little baby and she homeschools and she's got a lot of stuff in her home but I would not call it cluttered at all because everything has a purpose everything is there for a reason and it's in a place for a reason and I've been in some homes that don't really have all that much stuff in them and yet somehow they're just a disordered mess and there's still that that stressful um, response that we have it, it kind of fills you with anxiety and a little bit of overstimulation when things are not um, placed in certain ways on purpose so I don't use the word declutter I I call my ministry home on purpose because what we have to do is look at our stuff and say why do I have it why is it here is it serving the purpose that I intended it to serve and therefore where should it go 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is that is the key word, the purpose. Mm-hmm. Intentionality, whatever you want to call it. And it reminds me actually of the um, example that you used at the retreat of the kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Right? You walk into a classroom and there is stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's all for something. It's for an activity or a center or, you know, I remember when I was a teacher and I just, I wanted the kids to be stimulated, you know, by stuff around them to inspire them to learn, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes the stuff can be overkill if it's not for a reason. Like, why do I have this writing poster up? Or why do I, why is that jar there? Or why is it, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, the other thing to think about, if you, if you don't believe me, that stuff in and of itself is not a problem, go to a kindergarten classroom because those 25-year-olds function beautifully day Mm -hmm. after day Mm -hmm. they know the routine they know where everything goes there's a reading corner over here there's the dress-up corner over there and when things are put away they're a little bit more out of sight than you realize Um, and they know how to go to the table in the middle and focus Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I go to a mom's house and toys is actually one of the topics that I cover because it looks like every room is a playroom and the toys aren't that much but they're spread out in such a haphazard way mm-hmm. that the kids don't really know how to do playtime properly and so you know you buy that educational toy for its educational value and the kids don't actually use it mm-hmm. the way that you intended mm-hmm. that's not why I bought the toy I bought it to teach you this so why aren't you playing with it this way and sometimes mm-hmm. just by reorganizing a little bit and creating an area that promotes, I love the word you used, inspires them to think in a certain way. Um, Sometimes just being a little bit more intentional and purposeful about how we arrange the toys can totally change the way the kids play. Yes, exactly. Because parents hear this, it's not about the toys or even the quantity. I mean, you you are going to ultimately decide the quantity. Every, every one of us has a different size home. You know, you, you know what you can handle, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's about the environment that you create around this stuff, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, I, I love to be in the kitchen, and I have a lot of appliances because I love to cook, but it doesn't mean that, this, that the appliances need to be out everywhere if we put them in a place it's something different, right? So anyway, we'll go into more practical examples as we talk. But Trish, let's talk about um, the hindrances that can both isolate mm. and paralyze us from making positive changes. Yeah, um, I come across that a lot where I speak to somebody and they say, yeah, I really need help decluttering. I really need help getting my home on order. I wish that my home was function better. Why can't it just function better? And more often than not, they probably know exactly what to do, but something else is stopping them from even getting started. Um, and it's kind of just like anything else. It's like losing weight or sticking to your budget or any of those things that we know would be better for us. Something stops us. And usually it's because we're afraid that we won't succeed. Right? Why start if you're not going to finish? Um, and then you also have to have that that end goal in mind. We've got to know that the effort is going to be worth it. I spoke to one woman who said, yeah, I know my home's a mess, but I already decluttered it last year and two months later, it's right back where it started. And so um, that's why I focus a lot when I, when I teach people 
how to get their houses in order, I focus a lot on habits. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually that's the number one thing that stops us. One of the topics that I cover is also food, food storage, um, and how we kind of declutter our pantries and fridges and freezers. And usually it's like our shopping habits are not matching our eating habits. And we have to actually think about what we do instead of going to the store and just grabbing the thing we're used to grabbing or we like buying. Um, we have to think about, well, why do I need this? And it slows us down and, and forces us to change our habits. Mm, it's the why. I yeah. love that it, I, most most things in life, I mean, to me at least, seem to come back to the why. Mm-hmm. Why did I say yes to that thing? Mm-hmm. Why did I do this instead of that? Why did I use this word instead of that? Wow, wow I could have been kinder or I could have been, you know. And, and the way that we that we process our own decisions, it, it comes from the inside, right? I really truly believe that these things start from inside our heart. If things are not okay inside, they are going to manifest in some way on the outside. It's just, it, it happens. And I, I know this is an issue in, in marriage and in parenting when mm-hmm. we, the way that we use our words, right? But because today we're talking about intentionality in the home, every thing is a decision. Everything that we're looking at in our home is a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. So how do we even, you know, how does our why fit into that order piece there? Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that also you need to think about is if you don't get rid of something, you are choosing to keep it. So, um, you know, when you open up that closet and you see that bin on the top shelf that you haven't looked in in three years, by not going through it, you are making a choice to keep it. Mm, So why don't we change our habits? What do you think? Uh, A lot of people um, have a little bit of embarrassment. You know, we look at um, Facebook and we look at people's pictures and things that they post and everybody's house looks so perfect and so neat and it doesn't feel good to look at our homes and think, oh, I wish this was different. I wish this was different. You know what? I'm just going to do something else right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the the same reason why I put off exercising. I know I needed to for several years, especially after I had my babies. And I finally just said, you know what? If you don't like the way you feel and you want to be stronger and you want to be healthy, you just have to do it. And I, it wasn't until I joined um, my workout group with a bunch of other moms that I was so much more motivated because you stood around and you looked at 10 other moms who were feeling the exact same thing that I was. And suddenly I didn't feel isolated and I wasn't as paralyzed because I could see that other people were going through exactly what I was going through. And it's one thing to know that in your head. Everybody knows, oh, you're not alone. We wouldn't be having this podcast if there weren't a ton of women out there who had this exact issue. But it's another thing to actually go on a blog and see somebody's comment. Hey, I just decluttered my pantry and it only took this long. I thought it would take a whole weekend. It only took an hour. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you see their successes and their progresses and you think, oh, maybe I can do it. So I think it's really important if you're feeling isolated to share what you're going through. Mm. Don't wait to hear somebody else share with you. You share it. And then watch the other mom's face go, oh, yeah, me too. So I always want to encourage people every time you do something that you're proud of or every time that you're struggling with something and you don't know where to start, talk to a friend about it, you know, comment on this on the Practical Family Bug and see the responses that you get. Um, We need to not be isolated so that we're not paralyzed. Mm, Amen. 
and Trisha. And we'll talk later too about um, how you can join the Practical Family Community because mm-hmm. we're going to offer some really cool things and and challenges really there so that we can share these these struggles and successes. I know it doesn't help just to be told what to do. Yes. I, everybody needs their own motivation. Um, real quick, I can tell you that my own motivation was uh, start, began in, in our marriage actually. Um, I was messy before when, when we first got married. I left the dishes um, for a long time, two days, and my <laughs> husband was just like, I don't know what to do with this woman right now. <laughs> I mean, really, and I would get upset because, oh, you don't love me. You only love me if I do the dishes. Are you serious? <laughs> but but it, it it wasn't until later that it really clicked, and I had to come to a point in myself where I said, my choices are affecting my family. Mm-hmm. And now that we have kids, oh, Lord, when you have kids, mm-hmm. it's, like, even stronger to yep. want to show them. So now my motivation is to give my husband a home that he loves to come home to. And number two, to model that order and that healthy environment for my kids because their little brains are going to either thrive or be stressed out. Exactly. Based on what I do. Exactly. Yeah. Disorder just makes life harder. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just actually yesterday, uh, my alarm clock did not go off in the morning. And instead of waking up at 6.15, um, was we have to leave the house at 7.30 to go to church. Instead of waking up at 6.15, I was woken up at 6.45 by my son poking me in the eye. <laughs> not making that up. And then when I said, Joshua, don't do that, don't do that, he said, okay. And two seconds later, the finger went in the <laughs> other eye. <laughs> and that was my awakening in the morning. And all of a sudden, it was like, wait, I've only got 45 minutes. I have to get dressed. I have to get these. But I have a backup dress in my closet so that I can wear no matter what. And I only wear it on those crazy mornings. So I know it's always clean. Mm. I don't have to shave in order to wear a short sleeve shirt. You know? <laughs> and then when all, all else fails, I know I have Eggo waffles in the freezers. And I know that I have um, uh, at least four or five bananas. So it's like, okay, if we don't have time for breakfast, we can all eat Eggo waffle and a banana yeah. in the car. Unfortunately, we didn't have to do that yesterday. But knowing that it was there, ready to go just in case... took the edge off Mm. because life is going to happen. And what I like to encourage moms to do is this is not about having a neat, perfectly pristine home. That's not what this is about. This is about, we want to have a a stress-free day. We want to have a joyful day. We want to have a productive and a positive day. And if there's order in our home and a routine, and if when we go to bed, everything is at least reasonably in its place, we set ourselves up for success so that even when life happens, because life is going to happen, mm-hmm. alarm clocks don't go off, kids throw up on the bathroom floor, <laughs> uh, you know, things happen. Um, even when that happens, we are more set up to be successful in spite of that. Yes. And when when there's disorder and disorganization and a lack of a routine, everything is just harder. Um, And of course, when everything is harder, what do we do emotionally inside? We clench. Um, It's like we get clogged, we get blocked. And then we're not in a position to be, you know, be free to, to, to love other people or go the extra mile or to help somebody else. We're using up all of our energy, our spiritual, emotional, our, our, our um, physical energy, just trying to get through the morning. And that's not a good way to live your life. You know, we want to live our life in a positive way, which I know you talk about all the time. Um, and so 
when we have our stuff handled, we're free. And order just kind of takes us a couple of steps closer to being okay with our own stuff. Amen. Amen. Now, you had connected this idea, and I love this, Trisha, this, this, that the order frees us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people see order and rules and routines as restrictive. Yes, they do. And I get it. Mm-hmm. I feel that way when... I think I, I'm self-defeating sometimes, like with the whole workout thing. Like, I used to work out, and then I don't, and then I do again, mm-hmm. and then I don't. Mm-hmm. But because cause I, 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 I almost sabotage myself sometimes because I don't want to be restricted. Or I don't want to be restricted by a budget. What do you mean I can't just go and get a Starbucks whenever, you know? And that's hard. That's hard. It's hard to deny yourself something mm-hmm. by waiting, to delaying gratification. Or in this case... Moving, like doing, doing the work, it, yes. doing the work mm-hmm. to get to the positive result mm-hmm. that's not going to come instantaneously. Mm-hmm. But what I love about setting small goals in the home, like if you just say, oh, I'm just going to tackle this one junk drawer right here, mm-hmm. and it's a small goal, and you can feel good about it. Yes. And making that choice in that direction um, is, is a good thing. But I like how you make those connections even to the spiritual side of things because the Bible talks about the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. the fruit or the, I like to call it like the result yes. of being with God mm-hmm. <laughs> or making choices that are giving our lives over to him mm-hmm. and wanting better, wanting what he wants for us. And the fruits of the spirit are, can we name them together? <laughs> Love, Love, joy, joy peace, peace. Patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and the biggest one at the end, self-control. self-control. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have them all in my head, so I'm, I'm glad that you hit it. <laughs> you well, I've spoken on this that. several times, so I've got those ones. I don't always say them in the exact order. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I notice mm-hmm. is, depending on the translation of the Bible, good t- goodness excuse me, is sometimes uh, translated generosity. And that's another thing about having an orderly home or an orderly budget or things like that. When you are free, you're free to give and you're free to be good to other people. been listening to my conversation with Trisha Childers, creator of the video series Home on Purpose, which we are releasing on practicalfamily.org on April 20th. So the Home on Purpose video series uh, that emulates the principles that she's been talking about in this episode will be available to sign up for free for anybody who just clicks on the link Put your name and email in and we will send you those videos once per week beginning on April 20th. Or if you sign up after the 20th, it's fine if you're listening to this show later in the year. Once you sign up for the series, you'll start getting the emails in those same increments and you'll get to see that video series and actually start to practically apply what Trisha is talking about. So be on the lookout for that. Also, We have uh, the opportunity for you to join the Home on Purpose 
Facebook group hosted by Practical Family, and that is the the accountability group basically that you'll get to be in with other families who sign up for the Home on Purpose series. And as you walk through the seven day starters together, you'll be able to comment, give feedback, not only on the videos, but let us know how you're doing. Trisha and I will both be active in that Facebook group and. Um, be asking questions, checking in, you'll get the chance to share, you know, how the the steps are working for you. So please click on the link in the show notes to check that out. And thank you, families, always for listening. This was only part one of the Hope on One Purpose series. We had such a great conversation that I split it into two episodes. So the next episode you'll hear is the continuation of our conversation where we talk about the biblical principles that are related to having an intentional home, being intentional with our stuff, honoring our family, loving each other, and why all of this matters. You have been listening to the Practical Family Podcast. Remember to check us out on Facebook. We're on Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter. Like us on all of those platforms, and you'll be able to stay up to date on what we do. And don't forget to join the Practical Family community where you'll get my exclusive newsletters on things happening here at home and how you can strive to be more intentional in your family by living practically and simply. You have been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are here to encourage you to build strong foundations and healthy homes.